Hi, my name is Gloria and thank you for joining me today. We are talking about successful mothering. Episode 1. Successful mothering defined. The question many mothers have asked me is that is there anything like successful mothering? My answer is absolutely yes. Many mothers have succeeded in this very important assignment. However, the distinguishing factor that made them successful is not a mystery hidden from us all. Successful mothers are all normal human beings like you and I, but they only gave themselves grace and permission to fail many times, learned from these failed attempts and returned with greater wisdom and resolve to dare try again. The success of a mother is therefore not defined by her flawlessness or impeccability, but rather her valiant strength in overcoming the odds to attain her goals. Just like in any and many aspects of life, mothering is also a learn-as-you-go vocation. We learn on the job. No one is perfect. We are all work in progress. So give yourself grace as you journey into becoming a successful mother. I like the definition of success given by John C. Maxwell, best-selling author. He defines success this way, knowing your purpose in life, growing to reach your maximum potential and sowing seeds that benefit others. This definition captures the essence of success as a journey instead of a destination. Knowing your purpose, therefore, as a Christian mother is paramount to measuring your success because if you don't know what you are aiming towards, you won't even know if you are hitting the mark or not. With the Bible as our ultimate guide, we learn that the main purpose for having children is to raise godly offspring for God's glory. This is clearly spelled out to us in Malachi 2 verse 15. I quote, Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to your wife of your youth. Other scriptures such as Proverbs 6 verse 20 to 22, 1 Timothy 5 verse 10 and many other scriptures give credence to this truth. Our journey towards success in this area of mothering, in the area of mothering, is therefore geared towards raising godly children. If this is and has been your pursuit, then rest assured that you are well on track to becoming a successful mother. Now, godliness is not just about being pious and goody-goody. It is rather the expression of God, the God who is absolutely holy, excellent and the best in every sense. Thus, godliness is also expressed as excellence in academics, mannerisms, behaviors, and indeed every facet of life. If we are to please God in raising children the way he has ordained and the way he has commanded us to, that is godly children, that means they need to be excellent in academics. We, God does not want our, our children to fail. He doesn't want them to be, you know, the least 
God's standard is a blessing. God's standard is holiness. God's standard is, is, is excellent. So really, we are to aim for the best in raising our children in every facet if we want to please God. So this is our target. This is our purpose. This is our aim to raise godly children in the sense, in a holistic manner, not just in you know spiritual aspects getting them to be holy even that is a work of god because it's a work of the of, of the heart but we've raised them up with godly standards with godly values you know towards excellence in every facet of life with this understanding we will be looking at some of the practical things that we can do as christian mothers to raise godly children in a holistic manner so in the following the coming podcast that i'll be doing i'll be going into details in some of these things that we can do to practically reach this goal of raising godly children who will glorify god Welcome to the Successful Mothering Podcast. Today, we're talking about how to raise godly children. The Bible tells us to train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they grow up, they will not depart from it. We are also told in the book of Malachi that God said he wants godly children. So as Christian parents, God doesn't just want us to raise excellent, well-behaved children, but he wants more than that. He wants us to raise godly children children. The question is, how do we do that? First of all, what is godliness? Dictionary de- the dictionary defines godliness as the act of being pious or religious. But um, true godliness is not just acting religious. We all know that there are people who act religious, but within their hearts is so much filth. Like the Pharisees in Jesus' days, they were described as whitewashed tombs. Outside they look good, but inside they were full of dead bodies, you know? So that is not the kind of godliness that we are supposed to, you know, have in our children. So what is godliness? Real godliness is God expressed, is the impartation of God into a person. It is when somebody is expressing God, the nature of God, you know, reflecting him and expressing him. So how can we raise godly children? So we get to know right from the definition of real godliness that this is beyond us. This brings us to the truth that parenting, mothering is not just our responsibility. We are in partnership with the Lord. So as we partner with him, he has a role to play. We have a role to play. And having godly children, godliness in our children is the part of God. So what is our role? then in raising godly children if god expects us to have godly children raise godly children what is our role our role is simply to expose them to god and there are some practical ways by which we can do this exposing them to god and allow god to 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 have his way in them and impart his um godliness onto them the first step 
that we need to do is to have faith. We are told in scripture that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Our Christian work is a work of faith. Everything that we will do that will be pleasing and acceptable to the Lord must begin with faith. It must start and we must continue in faith. So if we want godly children, we must first of all believe that this is possible. We must believe that God is able to do it in their lives. We must believe and begin the journey in faith. We must remember that we are in covenant with God by the blood of Jesus. And because of that, God is able to work his himself, to work his nature into them. So first, have faith. Believe God for your children. Trust God for your children. That is key because everything else you do without this faith, it will not work. It will not be godly. You can try and raise something and do something and get them to behave in a certain way, but you won't have their heart. But if you believe God and trust God, God can reach them in their heart. So one, have faith in God. The second step is to establish some routines in your life that will expose your children to God. These could, these include prayer, prayer routine. Prayer is simply talking to God. An aspect of expressing faith is through prayer. So when you pray, you are talking to God about your children and teaching them also to pray, to t- communicate with God. So prayer is one thing that you need to establish in your home. Pray for your children and teach them to also pray on a regular basis, on a daily basis, you know. Let them know that you are a praying people and that God is real and he hears us when we talk to him. And we can also hear him because prayer is a dialogue. We talk to God and God talks to us. So prayer, you, you also need to expose them to God through the scriptures. The Bible says that God has spoken to us through his son. Hebrews, we are told that God has spoken to us through his son. And the son is the word. He is also called the word. So when we expose our children to the word of God, we are exposing them to God. The word of God is so spiritual. It is a life. It is spirit. So whenever you're reading the word or you're leading them in quiet time, teaching them the word, you are exposing them to God. So this is our responsibility. Prayer, the word, and also take them to church. When believers gather and um, in fellowship, there's an atmosphere that is the presence of God is guaranteed. And when God comes and he touches them, he can transform them. So these are some of the things that you can do to expose them to God. Also other spiritual exercises like fasting for them, you know, things like these exposes your children to God. So value the things of God and model these things also onto them. Don't just tell them to do it, but you be a doer of these things. Be passionate about God and they will like it. They will follow suit, you know. And another thing that I will say in raising godly children is remember that you are not the agent of change here. It is God. It is the spirit of God. So you do these things, expose them to God and believe God for their hearts. Believe God to transform their heart, to win their hearts unto himself. And a prayer that you can pray for them um, 
consistently is to pray that God will direct their hearts to the fear of God and draw them unto himself. And I believe that as we do that and stand on the word of God, um, in Deuteronomy, we are told that God keeps his covenant to a thousand generations. Remind God of his promises and trust him that he himself will work out the godliness in your children. We can do this. We trust God and we expose our children to God. And that is how we raise godly children. So you take that step back. Once you have done your part, believe God for the results. And our God will never fail you. Be inspired. Proverbs 4 7 tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. This means that wisdom is essential for every successful living. We can't make it without wisdom. Hi, my name is Gloria and thank you for tuning in to the Successful Mothering Podcast. Today we're talking about the importance of walking in the wisdom of God. Have you wondered why sometimes there are some obvious situations that are deadly and yet people walk right into it you wonder are they not thinking the fact is that wisdom is essential to avoid deadly things and many people don't have it this is because there's a difference between wisdom and common sense common sense is just based on sensory knowledge your ability to think your ability to study etc it is all exterior it's all in the physical but wisdom is more spiritual wisdom is god-given Wisdom is not accessed through excessive learning. In fact, there are a lot of, you know, intellectuals, a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge but are not wise. You know, you would wonder why somebody would trade all that they have just for a minute of pleasure. That is not wise. So wisdom is not accessible through learning, um, you know, books. Wisdom is God-given. So today I want to encourage a mother today. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that a wise woman built a house. We are builders. We are building our homes. We are building and engaged in the building of the lives of our children as well. We need the wisdom of God. And we are told in scripture how to access the wisdom of God. We are told to cry out for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. In the book of James it says anyone who lacks wisdom should should acts of God. So make this a major prayer topic in your life on a daily basis. God, give me wisdom. Father, I need wisdom. Pray for wisdom daily because don't think that you can just judge by the seeing of the eye. You need divine insight. That is the wisdom of God. Saying things you won't know by just studying it or looking at it or even through experience. That's things that you can only know by the spirit and it takes the wisdom of God for you to do that. So today, my little encouragement to you is pray for wisdom. Cry out for wisdom. Wisdom is standing in the street and saying, whosoever wants me should cry out for for, for it. So cry out for wisdom. Seek the wisdom of God and you will find it. And that will deliver you from a lot of heartaches and give you solutions and answers to many problems in your life. Be inspired.